This is Ace Parenting Together, authentic, connected, and empathic, where we bring you fresh perspectives and ideas about best parenting practices, along with time-tested communication skills to use in real-life situations to help you and your children be your authentic selves, build empathic connections, and thrive in your relationships. Welcome to this 10th episode of Ace Parenting Together. I'm Bob Aksaraje, and I'm here with my co-host, Melissa LaPlante. So this is going to be our last episode for this year, and um, perhaps we can call it the finale for season one. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought it, it would be a good idea to uh, bring several of these concepts that we have talked about um, and under the title of ACE of Parenting. What sure. do you think, Melissa? Yes, I, I, I love this idea. I cannot believe we're talking about ending um, <laughs> a session 10 um, and talking about walking into a new year. I love this idea because that is the crux of, of why we're doing this. Um, yes, yes. One of the feedbacks uh, that I've received was that maybe in some of these examples, we were like taking it too easy on ourselves. So um, maybe push a little harder to see you know, why really uh, this method would work better or is more effective. So um, let's talk a little bit about uh, what these are. I mean, so I was talking to you about um, how we have mentioned several uh, practical methods and techniques like sure. active listening and um, I statements and so on that uh, can be helpful and can make um, parenting uh, more effective and, uh, you know, foster the connection uh, mm -hmm. between the parents and the children. Um, but of course, those are uh, methods that need practice. And, um, you know, like any method, uh, initially, it might be not quite clear how to do them and so on. And usually, when I think about method, uh, I, I might feel that I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm like, I have to follow a recipe. Um, and, the point is that these are not really recipes. They're, um, they're um, you know, methods to help bring some principles to uh, the parenting and parent-child relationship. Yeah. And those principles are what we have tried to express in our, um, in our uh, podcast. Uh, for example, being authentic, uh, being really genuine about the relationship itself, prioritizing and fostering the connection between uh, parent and child, and uh, also being empathic and trying to listen to understand uh, uh, the other side, the, the children, right? So I mm -hmm. wanted to talk about those aspects a little bit. Um, sure. Um, so these are principles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if you're not practiced or very proficient at things like active listening or our iMessages uh, that we teach in parent effectiveness training, um, if you focus on these principles and maybe even use them as mantras, right? Uh, when there is a real life situation, there is, you know, things happening in real time. It's hard to remember, okay, what, what am I supposed to do in this situation? There are things that can help. So for example, the question of who owns the problem can help sort out uh, the situation. But, but what can also help is remembering that, uh, you know, this is a genuine relationship and, and we want to, uh, we don't want to play a role necessarily. No. Uh, we actually want to have a real connection and real, Absolutely. Uh, and, and a real um, 
relationship with with each other. Mm-hmm. So just being honest and disclosing our feelings that uh, honestly, uh, it kind of leads to a more effective communication. Yeah, it, it's so hard for me um, to do just that. What you are exactly what you're speaking of. Um, I think. You know, making ourselves vulnerable and mm-hmm. confronting um, our kids, no matter what age, with you know a problem we might have, you know, something that's below our line of acceptance. Um, right. And I, I, I just, it is still that you know, how many years of parenting? Twenty-one. Yeah. <laughs> it is still so hard for me to let's just say I don't do it automatically because yeah. it's really hard to come, you know, um, up to your child and, and let them know that something they're doing or saying is not okay by you. Um, right. and in particular, um, kids who are ultra sensitive or, um, you know, in particular <laughs> the ultra sensitive preteens and teens, um, mm-hmm. um, which I'm, going through that with one of my kids, you don't want to push them away. So you're almost hesitant to confront something because you don't want to light the fire or wake the monster. Um, right. But it is so important to express how you feel um, and be able to confront your kids um, authentically and tell them how you truly feel about something. Um, right. Yeah, and so so you know, coming at it with honesty, and you know, uh, instead of sort of some some way of manipulating the situation or some way of you know going about the situation or you know diverting attention or something like that, but also remembering that this is a balance, right? We we want to communicate the feelings that we have and disclose yeah. what we are thinking or sure. feeling inside without blaming the other side right so that that's really the balance that is hard to 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 manage for um, sure in in these in these situations but remembering that we want to be authentic Mm -hmm. uh, is helpful uh, by itself so even if we don't know anything about you know or we're not very proficient about uh, communicating with i statements or things like that um, it it would be helpful to start with uh, just an honest reflection and communication of what we have and I'm listening to you use that word authentic. And of course you and I use that regularly um, because we teach parent effectiveness training um, and we're involved with the program and we use um, parent effectiveness training every day. When you use the word authentic or when you say authentic, I'm picturing our listeners and people who are interested in learning about it. What do you mean by authentic? What does authentic really mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so the first step for me is that I have a certain feeling in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. I might be, let's say I'm bothered by something that my kid has left around, right? And we have talked about it in the past and it's still there. And and so I am bothered. So I that like that that's an honest thing about myself in this moment, right? So um, now I, I, I need to think if you know, what, what I'm going to do about that. But yes. but just uh, being clear about my own feelings is part of being honest about it, right? Yep. So if I'm, if I'm talking to my child 
uh, about this. So let's say I decide to talk about this. Um, then part of my uh, authenticity about the situation is to just disclose that feeling uh, that, hey, this really bothers me. That you leaving this stuff, say, on the counter because, and then, you know, I, I can also explain, explain why it bothers me, right? So that's, again, part of, that. so if I'm just trying to be honest about the situation and about my own feelings, it sort of naturally lends itself to authentic expressions of disclosing my own inner thoughts and feelings, right? right. Instead of blaming the other side. Yep. So I don't go into it with, Oh, you always do this, and you want to, you know, make my life hard, or you know, things of that sort, which are blaming and shaming, sure. um, or preaching, or moralizing, or all of the other things that become roadblocks to communication. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm trying to do in that moment is to just disclose this feeling. And once I have done it, then part of being authentic again is to just step back, right? So I'm I'm, I'm done with my part. Correct. And. Now I can sh- shift to being, you know, the other parts of the ACE, right? Mm-hmm. So connection. So I don't want to really uh, damage this connection. That's right. really important. So whatever I decide to do, I need to keep that in mind and yeah. prioritize that connection. But also if the other person has some feelings about the situation or they're trying, or maybe there is some resistance or there's, you know, some some uh, uh, pushback, yeah. then being empathic, right? So that's the E part. So, mm-hmm. so just listening to the other side and giving them a chance to also express themselves and be understood um, uh, about the situation. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it's in the moment, like you had said, it, it's really hard to absolutely go through all of those processes that we were just talking about. Um, yeah. But, you know, essentially what we're saying is that we don't want to be falsely unaccepting of something or falsely accepting of something to either, you know, form a united front with our partner or spouse or because everybody else seems to have a problem with it. Other parents have it. So why shouldn't I? Right. Right. Um, And so that's also a very huge part of authentic parenting um, because it's very personal to your family unit um, and what your family unit values. And that's where parenting gets hard. Um, In particular, when it's talking about, you know, values and um, passing our values. Exactly. On to our kids. Yeah, maybe we can talk about some real life situations and how, you know, even without thinking about method and theory and, you know, all of that sure. stuff, Absolutely. just focusing on the principles can be helpful. So something that uh, happened today was that I, I th- th- there was actually something that had bothered me in the morning and um, I was trying to express that to my, to my son mm-hmm. and, you know, he, he's a teenager. So, um, uh, and you know, lots of times parents are very, um, I don't know, uh, get very nervous <laughs> about yes. having, you know, teenagers because now they're, you know, they're in a, in a place where they have a lot more uh, or demand a lot more independence and autonomy and so on. But at the same time, uh, we, we always hear that maybe they're, you know, the brains aren't developed as much and they can't make good decisions and so on. Um, I have to say, I'm, I'm not so sure about those things. Uh, I, mean, I understand the brain development and so on is happening all the time, mm-hmm. but um, 
but actually my experience so far has been with our teenagers that uh, they're very reasonable when I am reasonable. <laughs> and so today I was catching myself in a moment of not being reasonable. And I had expressed this problem with, you know, something that was uh, not done and, and was bothering me and it was kind of recurring. And um, the actual details of it is, are not very important. But the thing that was important was that I expressed this and I said, I'm very frustrated about this. And then he started telling me his reasons. And I heard myself say, this almost, I, I don't think I said the words, I don't care, but it was basically, hey, I'm very frustrated. And of course, frustrated, right? So yeah. you might say, well, I'm being very authentic. I'm just expressing my own frustration. But then I caught myself because I thought, well, I already expressed this. So why am I repeating myself? You right. Know? Who knows? Yeah. And what he's telling me is that, okay, well, I had a reason. Now, he is not trained in PET or, you know, any of this stuff, right? So mm -hmm. I can't go and say, no, 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 according to the book and the method. Exactly. Um, right now, what you need to do is active listening and, you know, reflecting back what I told you. And you right. know, that, that's just not real, right? No. This is not right. a real conversation in that moment uh, anymore. So what I realized was that, oh, okay, well, he has something to say. So let me listen to him. Mm -hmm. I listened to him and I said, okay, I, I see that you have a reason and you're, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're trying to explain that to me. Um, what I, I don't really care why this is happening because that is somehow, you know, your, your way of dealing with your information, your phone, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it, I still am very frustrated when I, you know, when this keeps happening. Yeah. And at that moment, so I, I noticed that when I actually listened to him, he just, you know, he took it the notch down. But before yep. that, I was trying to like push my own thing and saying, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated. It's kind of like, you got to do something about this man. Yes. And yep. he was like, he and he was getting ratcheted up, right? Because he was like, but I have a reason. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. Right, yep. yeah. okay. let me listen to your reason. Yeah. And so that, you know, shift... That's going from, okay, I have something to express. So, you know, that's my authentic expression and mm -hmm. so on. Also, you have something to express. And so I need to listen to you. And that's the empathic part, right? And to understand that, uh, you know, and, and something you know, we can talk, we have talked about, you know, yeah. for example, the difference between empathy and sympathy and so on. I, I saw this uh, uh, picture meme um, on social media, and it was very nice because it said, you know, there are different levels of listening. And so empathic listening is really listening to not just what is being said, but also what is not being said, right? So that's the feelings, whatever is in the interior uh, experience. Right? And you want to yeah. be able to listen to those things. Uh, and so then we had a nice conversation. And once both sides had been, you know, heard and understood and expressed, then it was like, okay, so you understand my problem and I understand your reasons yeah. and we'll see what happens next, right? So maybe it will keep happening, maybe it will not, but at least we had a nice conversation to understand each other. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And in particular... Sorry, that, that went a little longer than I thought. No, but, but that age group, you know, um, is, is that's, that's such real um, life um, material because it's just what we're all dealing with, with our kids, whether, no matter what age they are, um, right. 
you know, in, the, in what comes to mind when I listen to you, you know, explaining how you, how you, you know, it's so easy to explain it and describe it in the moment it's messy, right? Yes, you, exactly. you want, you felt yourself wanting to push your agenda and, you know, um, and, exactly. but what comes to mind with that is, you know, parenting bravely is a term I really like to when I'm working with parents and reminding them that it, it, it's not parenting with power. It's parenting bravely in the sense that confrontation, going to your child and expressing your needs or your issues, your concerns, your problems with a behavior or something they do or done, that's parenting bravely because when we approach our kids with a sense of fear of disturbing the relationship and disturbing the peace, you know, um, right. That's, that's actually taking us away from connecting with our kids. Um, yes. Because like you said, then it learned, you know, then it opened up this conversation that you might not have had. Let's take the situation. That's not my job. Um, do I want to? You bet. But I don't. <laughs> However, the marking system, the grading system alerts my husband and I when there are missed assignments or if the grade slips below a certain, um, right. I think it's if it goes below a C, something like that. But anyway, we get notified. I'm thankful because I'm not going to check every day. And yeah. so we've had some missed assignments. I, you know, I don't want to check up on him Yeah, in the sense that that's not my job. You know, you right. are old enough to, you know, this is big kid stuff. You can do this. Um, you, everything is online. You don't have to write down your assignments because they're all, you can triple check them. You don't have to remember anything. You just have to do it. Yeah. You got to put in the time, right? Um, so that's the issue we've been having this week. And this is real life, you know, I'm getting the message. And so I'm driving home from work thinking, okay, how am I going to approach this? Because my initial gut reaction is, dude, like, really? I mean, <laughs> what are you thinking? You know, what are yeah. you doing? Come on, you know? Um, and so, but I know that he, you know, he's very explosive with his emotions as it most mm -hmm. typical teens are. And I right. didn't want that because I, you know, look, taking away his game time, punishing, taking away his phone. Would that solve the issue temporarily? Yeah, because he would want his phone back or he would want game time back, right? Right. But it wouldn't be for the right reason. Um, mm -hmm. And certainly he would resent or feel um, disconnected from me. Yes. So this is a long explanation to say, all right, so I get home. So, Melissa, what do you do in that situation? How right. do you parent effectively, peacefully, or however we want to word it, um, and not punish? Mm -hmm. And that's hard. So I did have to parent bravely, and I was tired. Like, I wanted to come home and have our dinner and crash on the couch and watch an episode of our favorite show with my husband or read my book. You know, I was tired. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I knew I had to parent bravely in the sense that it was bothering me. And I had to say something because that's how effective parenting 
is going to work because it is tangibly affecting me. I'm getting emails. That's where mm-hmm. I draw the line, right? Right. So I pulled up his account and I set it in front of us at the table and I said, you know, I'm concerned because I'm getting emails, which tells me there's assignments missing and I have to approach you because Mm -hmm. that's the alert I'm getting. Um, And so I'm, I'm not here, you know, and immediately he goes into the, you know, mom, this please do not, do not lecture me. I mean, literally he, that's what he said. Do not lecture me. And I have, you know, even though he knows that's not the type of parenting I'm going to use, that's their go-to. It's just natural. And I had to explain to him, I'm not, this is not about lecturing. I need to hear from you an explanation. Maybe there isn't even one. It's okay if you tell me, I just, I didn't do them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not doing well with remembering. I'm forgetting, but that's okay too. I just need to know what is going on. Mm-hmm. Because we don't talk about this. I don't get a chance to tell you that I don't want those emails. Right. And there's only one way to fix those emails. Right. And so again, that was, I could have come home and just simply said, turn in your phone. Yeah. Until every single one of those zeros is replaced with a grade, you right. can say goodbye to your phone. Mm-hmm. That would, and in particular with my son, has super big emotions, right? And it just, it would have turned into a battle of wills, um, screaming, and just, right. we wouldn't have gotten anywhere. And so yeah, what I was able to do is connect with him. Now I have communicated my concerns and why it's affected me and why I am upset and affected. Now it is his responsibility to take it from there. So then what do you do this week if you get an email? Well, okay. Then we have to revisit that conversation again. And I need to again confront, you know, um, maybe at that point, that's when we go together and, and talk with that teacher or the guidance. And, you know, um, maybe there are easier ways to help you get through the homework part of it, or, you know, getting it done during your study hall, whatever it is. But for now I'm giving him the information. He has, he has to take ownership of that, um, in order for it to be fixed and addressed um, on my end. Right. Yeah. So I like the way that you, you know, you brought the word connection when you said, you know, I, yeah, I could have gone and, you know, um, implemented some consequence or punishment, uh, taking the phone away and so on. And that's basically exerting the force and, um, you know, the authority of parenting yeah. um, to control the behavior, right? So, and then say, you, you gotta do this. This is this is how you need to behave. You mm-hmm. need to turn in those assignments and that's it. Right. And of course, in as you've said, in a sense that works in terms of achieving this particular goal, right? Yep. And when you say it's not for the right reasons, it's because, well, does this really foster uh, accountability and responsibility right. and, and right. things like that? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, right. just imagine how we would feel like 
if I had some work that was piling up yeah. and say my boss came in or my spouse came in mm -hmm. and said, nope, give me your phone and, you know, you got to go clean the gutters right now. <laughs> yeah. It, it just it just is not respectful. And now you, you might say, well, okay, lots of adult relationships are like that mm -hmm. or behave like that. But the, the response is that it's not good. <laughs> it just exactly. doesn't feel good. It's not good. That creates additional problems. It strains the relationship and the connection. And uh, it cannot really continue very well that way. Yeah. And so instead, you focus on the connection and say, mm -hmm. okay, I have expressed to you my concern, right? And now uh, that means that, of course, you have rights to express your concerns. And you have a responsibility also as a parent to make sure that, you know, your child has what he needs, your son mm -hmm. has what he needs to mm -hmm. address the situation. Right? Yeah. And he also has a right to express what is going wrong, you know, what is what is happening. And in try in avoiding that coercion and avoiding that sort of punishment approach, you focus on the connection. I really, I really like that. Because yeah. that, that's part of what we're talking about here. And then you approach the problem together. You have to explore it, right? Stay curious, like you said, you know, okay, so I have expressed and you have heard and let's see what you do. Yep. If this continues, uh, then we'll come back to it and see what is going on. Maybe yep. explore some other options, see yes. what really is going on. And, you know, stuff is stuff around school. Where, where you, you mentioned this, uh, you know, waking up for school, for example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything around school is a little bit fraught because um, – there are lots of things that are not under our control or under our children's control. Correct. And they're sort of set up to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, uh, you know, these relationships or these uh, uh, systems in school don't really work very well for the mm -hmm. kids, right? mm -hmm. for many kids. And so we, we have to be careful not to add to that, right? So approach the problem together, yeah. um, you know, stay curious, yeah. uh, don't jump into evaluations and judgment and, and sort of, and that, and by keeping the options open and being creative about what can work, you, you can find a good path, right? Yeah. Um, and it could be, for example, like you said, okay, maybe I'll do this at school or I, you know, I find another way or I don't really enjoy this topic. So that starts to give you some information about what you want to do in future. Right. And, right. and, and things like yep. that. Um, and yeah, so I, I really, I, I really like that. So, but if I wanted to push back on this, yeah, right, I would say, well, um, if you don't give a consequence, then they're not going to learn to be accountable. I mean, they're, they're just going to do the bare minimum and you know, <laughs> and uh, and get away with it. And yeah, it, it's an argument that people make that Absolutely. our job as a parent is not to let them get away with it. Because the real world is not going to be like this. They, there needs to be a consequence. They yeah. need to see that, you know, their actions are going to have some consequence, like taking the phone away or something like that. Right. What do you say to that? <laughs> Good. That's really a, a sort of the hesitation with with using an approach like we have been expressing in, in our examples with my own children. Um, they're old enough now where I have some really cool, you know, conversations in that you know, no problem area when we're just chatting. And I love to pick their brain, you know, about, you know, hey, look, I know I'm not perfect. What, you know, what memory do you have of, um, you know, feeling like you were um, being controlled or over-parented right. or, you know, right. um, 
in particular, my daughter recently, um, you know, having been away now for two and a half years um, in college, she she said, you know, and this is why I I think it's so important to to kind of step away from you know the punishment and the boundaries because you know we're calling you know the tough love approach. Mm-hmm. You know, she said, I I'm my own hardest critic, mom. And so when I come to you with a struggle, um, a problem, I've already given myself <laughs> some discipline. I'm already in yeah. a place of disciplining myself. And right. I don't need tough love or punishment. Um, I, I'm asking for help. And maybe yes. I'm not coming to you saying I need help. But by you listening and and actively participating in that listening process, I feel better because I feel yeah. like I can communicate with you and really talk through something without mm-hmm. you jumping into controlling it or making the decision or flipping, you know, don't, yeah. you're going to be upset. or And so my response to that, you know, playing devil's advocate and saying, you know, that they'll never learn if they don't get punished. That's not the case. Um, when they themselves experience um, the failure or um, not succeeding at something due to their own, um, you know, mistakes in, you know, let's say not turning something in, or for example, you know, um, not getting up on time for school, you know, the consequences are then that you have a certain amount of tardies and then, you know, then you're missing stuff at school. And so it sort of snowballs. And in particular, um, you know, those kids that are old enough to really understand that coming at our kids with, you know, a consequence following a behavior is fixing, it's like sort of a band-aid over right. what happened. Like you said, it's yeah. they'll stop doing it. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and and if they if they do temporarily, yeah. But again, it's it's out of fear because they don't want to lose their phone or they have to work hard to get it back, or you know, yeah. and it's all for the wrong reasons, not because right. they want to connect with you as exactly. someone who can listen and communicate with them and help yeah. them. When they need it. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I mean, and for me, it's the same thing, basically, because, you know, going at it with punishments and these sort of this way of thinking, you can either do that, um, you know, it creates this adversarial relationship, right? You can either do that or you can actually say we are on the same team here, mm-hmm. approach the problem together, mm-hmm. right? Okay, there is something here I'm concerned about, right? Like you said you're missing your assignments, this has some ramifications. I want you to understand that, you know, there are some things that will happen as a result, right? It's not a consequence that I will give you. It's just some actual consequence or, or you know, thing that happens as a result of missing assignments Absolutely. or whatever. But if we approach it together, first of all, we strengthen our connection, right? And that's really important because, like you said, uh, you know, later on, as kids get older, you know, your daughter is in college, they will still come back to you for help Absolutely. for thinking about 
situations together and so on. And that is what I want. So, you know, yeah. it's about what relationship we really want sure. uh, going forward, right? Um, and so being on the same team, approaching the problem together, that's really the reason that uh, yeah. I avoid any of this, uh, you know, punishment approach or coercion and so on, yeah. because you cannot do both things. You cannot <laughs> be coercive and give handing out punishments and consequences and be on the same Absolutely. Um, like you said, for, you know, for example, this uh, issue of waking up for school. Um, uh, yes, it has. I mean, we have some routine in the morning. Mm-hmm. And for example, I drive uh, a couple of the kids to their school because the bus situation wasn't working. And so if one of them is not getting up in time, then, you know, it kind of messes up the whole, uh, the whole schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. uh, this past week, um, it, basically at one day, um, he was not waking up. He had, you know, whatever he was doing was not working. And so it was like a couple minutes before we had to leave. And I just knocked on his door and said, Hey, I just want to make sure you're awake. And so he comes out and, you know, we, we go to school. It's a little bit later, but you know, it, it works. And I really just was thinking, okay, what should I do? Like, okay, I can go on my pedestal and, you know, absolutely moralize and preach and so on. But or express my own problem. But, you know, we have talked about this in the past. So I just said, um, looks like what you're doing is not really working for you to wake up early in the morning. And he said, yeah, I've been doing this, you know, alarms and this and that, and it's not working. And and I, we just sat there. I mean, I was driving, but we, we didn't say anything. Uh, and then he said, well, maybe you can wake me up at, you know, such and such time. And said, yeah, you know, I'm awake. I can wake you up. And, you know, this was his idea. So it would work then mm-hmm. for me to go and do that because, you know, I can do that. That's fine. You know? mm-hmm. And we were talking about how, you know, anything to do with school is really fraught because, for example, the way that our schools are set up because of busing and all that is that as you get older and you go to high school, you have to get up earlier and earlier and earlier, mm-hmm. which is really backward in terms of, the biology and sort of Absolutely. Uh, how teenagers work. Teenagers just naturally st- stay up longer at night. Yes. It's something that naturally happens. Yeah. And due to busing and sports and all of that, mm-hmm. this is not the way that things are set up. So I have a lot of sympathy for that. Yeah. I'm not a huge morning person myself. Right. But, you know, I sort of naturally now wake up, uh, you know, by 6.30 or something. Yeah. But he does not. So... Okay, I'm up. I can knock on your door, make sure that you're awake. He yeah. also has an alarm. He also has other things. But, you know, when he asks me to do that, it's very different from me for uh, than uh, for me to say, okay, this is what you need to do. Or, you know, you're going to lose your privileges. <laughs> right. Because that is a connection that we have now. And that's part of what I do. And yeah. so it's been very helpful not to push him. Right. Just to say, hey, you know, there's a problem. And he knows, and he then actively engages in right. uh, finding a solution, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it certainly is. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, when you, when you, like you have said, you know, when, when you bring that connection to perspective and you, you think, okay, whatever I'm going to do, is this going to work for our connection or is this going to damage that connection? Yeah. Uh, whatever I'm going to say. Um, and that is something that can put a lot of things in perspective, yep. uh, because, you know, punishing and whatever really does damage the trust and the sure. connection. 
Yes, um, it does. Whereas, you know, authentically expressing yourself, but also empathically listening to the other side mm-hmm. can actually strengthen that connection. Yep. I totally agree. Yep. All right. This is uh, our last episode for this year. And yeah. hopefully we'll come back next year with uh, more. Yeah. Yep. All right. I can't wait. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to this uh, final episode of season one of Ace Parenting Together. See you in the new year. See you in the new year. Looking forward to it. Happy parenting. Thank you for listening to Ace Parenting Together, authentic, connected, and empathic. We're working to bring you content on best parenting practices that's worth your time and adds not to the noise, but to the signal. Let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. All questions about parenting and thinking through real life situations are welcome. See you next time.